0: Hey there, it's me Denise Lee and welcome to the introverted entrepreneur podcast where we improve your mindset and your money. And today I have a very special guest. She is vasafi Kumar. She is a coach. She is a therapist. She is definitely someone that you need to be listening to. we had such a great conversation about empowerment, ownership, Facing your fears and so much more. If you are looking to jumpstart your life and transform your business, listen to today's episode. It's really going to make a powerful impact on you. I know it was a powerful impact on me. You're going to get all of this coming to you after this short break. I am just absolutely thrilled, absolutely enchanted by this conversation that we're going about to have and. For those of you who have not been able to be blessed by this wonderful soul, uh, you are going to have a great, great time. I, I definitely feel we all have spirit animals that really understand this. And this is going to be a conversation that I know that it's going to just really blow your mind. I have with me right now, Vasi Kumar, and she's just she's more than just a therapist and more just an empowerment coach she is someone that will be able to touch you no matter if you're introverted or not no matter if you have gone through hell and impact or you're just trying to start your business <laughs> no matter yes. what flavor you are in life I think that you're going to really enjoy this conversation
1: Vasavi. I'm so glad that you're here with me today honey Oh my God, Denise, first of all, thank you for the most beautiful, I've never been called enchanting in my life. So thank you so much, (laughs) you made my day. I'm so happy to be here. You know,
0: when we, before we started this conversation, I said, oh my goodness, what do we talk about? And you said, girl, you tell me what we're gonna talk about. And I was like, oh my goodness, I felt empowered because I like to get everything organized and neat. And as introverts, we want to do that so that there's no surprises, but in life, everything is a giant surprise.
1: Everything is a giant surprise. And here's the thing also, when you trust yourself and you, you speak from your heart and you are speaking from your truth, here are two golden nuggets I want your audience to get right away. You can't mess it up and you can't get it wrong. You can't make the wrong decision when you're listening to your heart, period. It's just not possible. And even if it's the quote unquote wrong decision, it's going to guide you closer to the right one, to the more aligned one. So there's no such thing. You can't mess it up. Let's go. Why do we want to have everything perfect?
0: Why do we always want to have everything neat and organized? Is it because we want a sense of control? Do we want a sense of security? Is it because we are afraid of judgment or is it
1: a a mix of, of stuff? I I think that the reason why we need to, or we feel the need to know everything and to plan everything out is because we do not trust ourselves that if shit hits the fan, we will be able to handle it. Fundamentally, our need to control everything comes down to the fact that we do not trust ourselves if things just, you know, something happens. This so, like something is going to happen. We don't even know what this is. I mean, you may have already visualized worst case scenarios, but if you do not fundamentally trust yourself that no matter what you are going to be okay and you are good, of course, you're going to try to plan the shit out of everything. And, what, and how much fun is that? Zero? <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that always
0: strikes me as extremely humorous, especially newbie business owners. They say, I became a boss so I can be in control. And, I, and I, I, I can't help but burst out laughing and saying, well, you should not be a business owner.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing, when you're running a business, things are going to happen. Your ideas are going to change. Team members are going to leave. Clients are going to leave. New strategies are going to come afloat that you have to maybe, you know, jump on that bandwagon, whatever it is. You know, when I went into business 11 years ago, it was really because I just wanted to help people and I didn't want to work for anyone else because I don't like being told what to do, period. Don't tell me how much I'm worth. Don't tell me when I can take vacation and definitely don't tell me when I can eat my food. Okay, I don't want to be told when I can have a lunch break or go go travel and experience the world. I actually do not want to be in control. I don't want to be controlled. That's why I work for myself. And so with business owners, I really think what we need to realize is that we are the visionary. We are the visionary, we have the vision. And in order to really grow, we need to allow ourselves to be supported. And in order for us to be supported, we need to let go of the control that we have any, we need to let go of the illusion that we have so much control. Do you know what I mean? And we got to allow our vision to really bloom. And the way we do that is by gaining that support from other people and letting things just, you know, putting in the best of our ability to plan as much as we can. Yes. And also being open and welcoming to the things that may happen because those things are going to lead us to the next thing and to the next thing. So yeah, that's how I feel about being a business owner. You know,
0: I think... And you may have had the same experience in the beginning of your business where you were told that there's this checklist of things that you needed to do and say. And if you fell out of line that your success was never going to happen. There's this false belief that you have to literally emulate what has been done in order to prove that you can be successful, I, I, I scratch my head because I think we've all been told that message, do what this person's doing.
1: There are a lot of different ways that we can run our business. I think when we look at people, people that we admire and respect, we, we don't have to necessarily follow the, the same exact formula, okay? I think we first need to look at what are the characteristics of this person that they are embodying that I would like to embody in my life. Okay, so you start to then embody those qualities in your life and you run your business from your way of that embodiment right so if I look at somebody and I love how much they own their worth, and they are just so confident in how they market themselves. That doesn't necessarily mean I follow their marketing strategy. It means that I have to turn inwards and ask myself, what would the most authentic expression of me offering my services to others look like for me? How would I talk about my services and what I do with other people? Let me find my way, my thumbprint and fingerprint and and, and put that on my business instead of thinking I need to be like somebody else. And this is why it's so important as an entrepreneur for you to get to know yourself each and every day.
0: Let's talk deeply about getting to know ourselves, because for a lot of us, we think getting to know ourselves means getting to know our skill sets, (laughs) the -hmm. things that we like, but that's not getting to know ourselves, at least not a full picture of it. What does that look like to you, really getting to know yourself?
1: Getting to know myself means getting to know my boundaries, getting to know my morals, getting to know my values, getting to know my standards, getting to know what I will tolerate, what I will not tolerate, getting to know my needs, my desires, getting to know how I sabotage myself, getting to know how I make myself small, getting to know my insecurities, getting to know how I deal with rejection, getting to know my nervous system, getting to know my emotions, all of it.
0: Yes. You know, what one of the things let's talk, let's narrow down and talk about boundaries. I remember I was talking with a client um, and I remember she said, I had all of these emergencies. And I thought to myself, you, let say, just keeping it hundred percent real with you. I said, I, you don't have a problem with emergency. You have a problem with boundaries because you're allowing people to trample over what you can and cannot do that particular day.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, I 100% agree. I think half most of our problems are because we haven't set the tone and standard in our life. And we don't know how to set the tone and standard with other people. So then we wonder why we're constantly putting out fires. We're wondering why we're exhausted. We're wondering why we're, uh, you know, creatively feeling stuck. It's because we have not set the tone, set the standard, set our boundaries for ourselves about what we want, what we don't want, and what we're tolerating and what we don't want to tolerate in our life.
0: And why are we, tr- it, is the toleration because we don't want to rock the boat? Is it because we feel as if we're going to lose their approval? I feel like for a lot of us, we have this soup of different elements from other people like, oh, do I, do I please them? How do I look? How do I peer? Like every, especially with the advent of social media, it's, it's as if we're trying to rate ourselves over these imaginary images of perfection.
1: Yeah. I mean, who put these standards, right? Who created these standards? That's the thing. If you find yourself not in alignment in your business and feeling like something is off, it beca- it's because it probably is. Something probably is off. You're not listening to yourself. You're, you're just trying to follow someone else's formula. And so you know, oftentimes when we think about boundaries, and what we're willing to tolerate, we focus, we have a tendency to focus externally, which I think looking at our relationships in our life, looking at our finances, looking at our client relationships can tell us a lot about our boundaries. Right. But I think what we need to really ask ourselves is what is a boundary that I need to have? Like I need to create those boundaries first within myself. Where am I letting myself off the hook? Where am I playing small with myself? What am I still tolerating with myself? See, when you start to clean up your side of the street, you've you and you start to own your shit and you start to take responsibility for yourself and you start cleaning that up and you start getting back into alignment, you won't care so much about what other people will think because your self-esteem and your respect will go up when you respect and, are, uh, and, and and value yourself. And you, you have, a, you have a, a standard by which you want to operate, not because, oh, I wanna be this way, so somebody else likes me or somebody else approves of me. It's like, no, this is the way I live because this is the way I choose to live, right? I'm not acting in reaction to somebody else, right? I am behaving and being in a way that is in alignment with myself. I'm not behaving in a way to get something from you. This is just who I am because this is how I choose to live my life, take it or leave it.
0: You know, there's a couple of things I want to piggyback on what you said is that we're out of alignment because we're actually betraying
1: ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And and we know that and our body does not lie to us. We know that. We can tell when we're out of alignment because we don't feel good. If you are, you know, if you have, if you look at your calendar, let's just say, let's keep it really simple. You look Mm -hmm. at your calendar and you're like overwhelmed by your calendar. The solution is not to burn everything down to the ground. Maybe it is, I don't know. But, you know, the solution could be to look at the things that are listed on your calendar and ask yourself, does this bring me joy? Am I just, am I where in my life am I just doing things because I have to do it, right? Because I believe that we can, like our definition of success, whatever that is, your, everyone's definition of success is different, but you start to feel good and you start to build that confidence when you listen to your own wisdom and you listen to your intuition and you act accordingly. Because as long as you are acting according to someone else's rules, you will, you will be a stranger to yourself. And like that for me is like the worst place to be is that you don't even like being by yourself. You don't even like being alone. You don't like being with the thoughts in your head. You're a stranger to yourself. And so, you know, really entrepreneurship, being a business owner, being a human is really about reconnecting with yourself, because let's face it, at some point in our life, we got split from ourselves, right? Someone said something, something happened where we felt like our survival and coping mechanism was to disconnect from ourselves. And so we're all just trying to find our way back home to us, to ourselves. Let's think, let's talk about power and let's, Talk about where
0: we somehow along the line. I don't know if it was because of some misunderstandings from family members or that D that you thought you were going to get that A in history or just that moment where you gave your power away and everything has been desperately trying to get back what you thought was lost. But when reality, you think about you never had it at all. You never really had the sense of worth coming from your mother. It always came from you and it never was dependent on her. As an example, your, your worth was never dependent on how, what grades you got. Your worth was never dependent on how much money was in the bank. Where did we get the sense where we needed to feel as if certain things needed to happen in order for us to feel okay with ourselves?
1: Well, if you look at just developmentally and psychologically as children, we look up to our caregivers, be it your mom, your dad, whatever kind of family unit you had, we look to our parents for that. That is the job of a parent is to to help the child feel good about themselves and to cultivate that child's creativity and cultivate that child's authentic expression. And the adults raising us are also human and they're flawed and they come with their set, set of, you know, their own, you know, story of generational trauma that was passed down to them. We, excuse me, we look for that from the adults in our life. That is, that is what we do as children, what we did, what, you know but when we don't get that, we start trying to seek that from other sources only to and, 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 and never to realize that we are the source of our own worth. We are the source of our own love and our own power. So you have to go through that stage where, you know, as a child, you didn't, you may not have gotten it. And then you started seeking it elsewhere, but eventually we want to get back to a place where the, all the answers that we've ever been seeking, the love that we've been seeking, the power we've been seeking has always been with us all along. You know, Vasavi, if th-
0: someone was listening and say, yeah, 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 that sounds great. How do I start? This sounds all well. How do I start getting back home? What does that look like?
1: First thing I would do is start really questioning all your thoughts. I would start questioning your thoughts. But even before that, I would admit how you're feeling out loud, right? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm the queen of saying it out loud. I'm even writing a book about it called Say It Out Loud. It comes out in spring of 2023. You can get on the book list by going to the 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 book waitlist at basvikumar.com. My and the first chapter of my book is admit it out loud. Admit the thing that you've been wanting, admit how you've been feeling, just admit like the fact that you really maybe aren't fully being yourself, right? The first step of 12-step recovery is that we admit our powerlessness, right? So that's why I started my book that way. Admit your powerlessness. Admit where you're still waiting to be saved. Admit where you're still looking for somebody to come in and swoop in and and live your life for you. You know, you got to admit that first in order to really see that you've been handing over your power because you've been waiting for someone or something out there to save you. You have to admit it. You have to admit that you've been waiting for somebody to save you, that your life has not been yours up until this point. You've been living your life according to somebody else's rules, and you're done doing that. You got to admit it first. How can you even begin the process of change if you don't admit that something just doesn't feel right? You know, something just feels off. You can't, you know, it's a lot harder when you're in denial. Life is a lot harder. But when you're honest with yourself, it's, it's, it's painful, right? Like the truth doesn't always, no. The truth does not always feel good, but it will set you free. That's the thing. It does hurt because if you've been in denial and then all, it's like, it's like, listen, if you've been dating someone for a a few years and you've been thinking everything is hunky dory and then you find out they cheat on you, it's not going to feel good. But at least when you know the truth, you can then make an informed decision. Do I want to continue being with this person or do I want to move on and find someone who's going to be more loyal and not cheat on me? Right. It's the same thing. You've been, you've been cheating on yourself your whole life. So you got to admit that the relationship that you've been in with yourself has not been an honest one. And it's not been honest with the other people in your life either. You got to start with that first. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, for those who are listening and going like, where can I ask this to say it out loud? I want to hook you up. It's going to be a link in the show notes below. So don't you worry about that. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but just getting back to this whole idea of being brave enough to be honest with yourself. I think about this, this image of this coil and the coils fill with all of the hurts and the pain and the unresolved issues and the loss and expectation. And you're trying to smush it down with alcohol or sex or drugs or overwork. Um, overworking, you know, that is a big thing, especially with entrepreneurs smothering the pain with overworking and all this stuff and you're applying so much pressure hoping to god that you can like suppress it and there's that moment where it doesn't even have to be a big thing it could be literally a client just acts a little funky with you or something goes a little haywire and inter- interacting with a team member something and it just everything springs out out and i don't want that if you're listening to this and that's why these words, it's really connecting with you. Don't ignore that feeling because it only can get worse over time. You can only smother it for so long.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if, if anyone's listening to this podcast and shaking their head, yes. And being like, yes, yes. I mean, it's just trust that the words are resonating with you because there's a part of you that needs to hear this. And so I would really turn inwards and ask Yourself, which part of me really needs to hear this? What's the part of me that I haven't been honest with myself? What is the part of me that I've been exiling and dismissing and sweeping under the rug? You got to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you're, you know, your your life will not look the way you want it to look because you're being dishonest with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself about who you are, what you've done up until this point, how you're currently living, and also be really honest about who you want to become and stop stifling and squashing your voice just because somebody else did that to you doesn't mean you have to do that to yourself you you get to be better with yourself you
0: know what let's let's pivot and talk about certain things since we've ripped up open the wounds emotionally let's dig a little deeper because i think someone really needs to hear what you have to say on this stuff and i want to talk about this idea of addiction to misery okay what's the question so A lot of people might say, I'm not addicted to misery, but when you think about it, everything that you do is more or less creating drama or avoiding drama. And, Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about how can someone catch themselves and say, my goodness, I've been addicted to misery. I've been addicted to defeatism. How can they recognize what that looks like? Because for a lot of them, they've been so trapped in that funk they don't even know they can't distinguish the forest from the
1: trees our natural tendency is to feel good we did not we were not born miserable okay our natural tendency if you if you look at a child play a child just is in its own world happy present in the moment joyful children are the epitome of that so that's proof that we were not born miserable okay and so when you find yourself not feeling good when you find yourself feeling constricted, insecure, resentful, um, you know, just, just feeling kind of small. Like you're not, you're not in your highest self in that moment. Right. So you got to ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? What are the things that I'm thinking, doing and saying, and being that are having me feel this way? Pay attention to how you feel like it is. It is not, we were not born to be miserable right? We have stuff that happens in our life that produces misery. Things happen to us all the time by no fault of our own. When we're children, when we are innocent, when even when we're adults, like the things happen, right? I'm not talking about, you know, when I'm, when I, whatever has happened to you in your life. Okay. It happened how you choose to look at it. And your perspective is completely in your hands. So if you are feeling misery around a certain situation, it is because of how you're looking at it. It doesn't mean that the thing happened to you, that, that, that the thing that happened didn't produce a certain emotion or feeling, right? Things happen and we don't feel good about it. But moving past that, it's really about how you choose to look at it. You can choose to be miserable. You can choose to be in peace and be enjoyed. You can choose to be insecure. You can choose to be confident and everything boils down to a decision. How do you want to be? And if you find yourself saying you want to be one way, like, oh, I really am committed to this life. I want to do this, blah, 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 blah. blah. But all your actions are showing that you're anything but, then we really got to look at what are you thinking? And what are you telling yourself? And like, what is going on really that's having you hold yourself back? That's keeping you out of integrity and alignment with yourself.
0: This is wow. You know, I, as I'm listening to you, this sounds like ultimate self-ownership.
1: Yeah. There's no power in my life when I blame another person, my entire reality, my experience, how I choose to look at things, my mood, everything is in like, it's all how I choose to perceive it. I can, I literally can look at any situation through eyes of misery, through eyes of uh, resentment, through eyes of victimhood, or I can choose to look at it as, you know what, if this happened, I'm going to learn from it and keep it moving. It's, it's, it's a mindset. That's it. Everything, everything you, you get to own your entire life, own your experience. I don't care whatever you went through. I've been through mental health issues, bipolar disorder. I've been arrested. I've been divorced. I've been through rehab twice. I have betrayed myself on so many different levels with so many different types of men and relationships and things that I put up with. And I can sit here about to be 40, uh, May 18th. And I can be like, my whole life is like this. And I could cry about it. I could feel sorry for myself. And trust me, I did all of that. And then ultimately I get to say, I don't want to live like this anymore. I deserve to feel good. What do I need to do to start feeling good about my life? Period. I get to choose, you know, no matter how far down the scale you've gone, there's always a way up. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate faith and trust in yourself. Even the stuff that I have gone through that even in those moments, there was like, when I never thought I'd get out of my addiction to substances, Even in those dark moments, I used to think to myself, one day, I'm going to be able to help somebody else going through this situation. I just need to get out of this first. I remember thinking that to myself. Hmm.
0: Hmm. Yep. You know, one of the things that I hear, and you've probably heard this so many times, like they said, yes, I recognize it's a problem, but I need fill in the blank to happen. And most of the time that I hear, they say, I need money. And the reality is they already have the money. They just were so fearful of parting with it because they aren't, they aren't sure of what they, to expect. Well, that's a different story. But for a lot of us, we're expecting these perfect things to line up before we start addressing our heart issues. What would you say to someone who's listening and saying,
1: I, I, yeah, I'd like to, but. Here's the thing. If you're saying I'd like to, but you're not ready yet. You're not energetically ready to hold space for the things that you want. When I first started my business, I was charging $550 a month to work with me for four sessions. Okay. I can't, I mean, that's what I started with at $550 a month. I now charge eight grand for 10 sessions with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what it's what I've had with the kind of work that I've had to do internally to energetically allow that type of money into my life? Mm-hmm. I what to, to to, you know, if, if if someone wants to do a VIP day with me, I work with a lot of people who are on camera and who are hosts and stuff and they want to do a VIP day with me and I say it's 5 grand. I mean the the you know who I've had to become to be the type of person that say, yeah, 4 hours with me is 5 grand. Yeah, that it it you, you're not I wasn't ready for that though 4 years ago, 5 years ago to charge that much. For me I wasn't ready. I was, you know, and it money is an energy, love is an energy, but if you say I want to but you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet because if you were ready, you do it you're not ready yet. And you can get ready though. You can get ready for it. And that's where the inner work comes into play. That's where the confidence building comes in. Self-esteem building, the, the, the practices, the meditations, the affirmations, all the little things that you've been putting off telling yourself, I don't need to do that. That doesn't matter. I don't need to go to a therapist. I don't need to work with the coach, all that stuff. You not like all those little things that you're not doing is having a greater impact than you can imagine on your bottom line because you can have all the strategy in the world but if you do not have a sense of self and you do not have discipline it it doesn't matter you know the way it was explained
0: to me and you probably heard heard this is that all of us in business we focus on the technique right the mm-hmm. the sales strategy the whatever we need to put on our opt-ins or whatever but we forget about it, it's it's a, it's a it's a triage a, a triangle where yes, one part of is technique, but it's also our attitude, right? And it's also our behavior. And oftentimes we think that if we just show up every day and we post five times a week and we think we've got all these techniques down, behind, but we feel internally like we're a pile of crap,
1: mm-hmm. ain't nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, absolutely. And- yeah, most of the time we're focused on, thank you for, for, for uh, repeating that again. We focus so much on the external, the strategy and the technique, but it's the inner game. OK, it's the inner game. So I don't know if you know this about me. I'm actually an actor um, and I also I'm a voiceover artist and I'm in a 16 week of acting classes and my acting teacher is extremely direct with me. She will just tell me she does not hold back. She's you know, she's just like me. Actually, I can take it from her. I had one of my classmates drop out the second day of acting class because my acting coach gave her very direct feedback. That's a perfect example of somebody who says they want to go do something, but they're not ready for it internally because the minute they get feedback then, and, and they don't like the way the message sounds, they quit. They quit. So your internal game matters so much more than any uh, craft or talent because she was in literally her second week of acting class saying she wants to be an actress. Guess what? She's no longer an acting class because she couldn't handle feedback. <laughs> so. It's all about your internal game and what you're telling yourself. You know, you want to be great. You need to be willing to take that feedback and be honest with yourself. You
0: know what I think about feedback? I think about not necessarily what's being told, but how we receive it. Mm -hmm. And if you're receiving this information, I'm a horrible person. You make me feel bad. Therefore, I need to get away from you versus this person's helping me elevate myself to a different level of thinking. And that comes from what, we, we, that what we've talked about is that doing that internal work, meaning being able to filter information with accuracy, whether not from a place of hurt and shame
1: and fear and yeah. insecurity. You got to kind of become immune to the tone and actually just look at the message and ask yourself, is there some truth to this? Can I benefit from this? Here's the thing: just like as it is in life, we're gonna get lessons, we're gonna have stuff thrown at us, and we're not gonna like the way it shows up. But if we can rise above the delivery and the tone of it and actually look at the meat of it and look at the the, the, the lesson, that's when we begin to grow. Like stop getting like let your ego rise above the delivery of something. Like, oh, I don't like the way it sounds. Okay, but is there any truth to it? And can it help you? Great, take that and move. Keep it keep it moving.
0: And that's where the internal work comes from, because if you're focusing on the truth and less about how we feel about it, then progress will accelerate at such a faster rate. Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that amaze me is how quick entrepreneurs are willing to give up. I remember when I first started in business, they would say, oh, 95% of entrepreneurs will quit within the fast five years. And I thought, why in the world that's so high? And I see it. I see it not just in business, but in addiction recovery. I see it with weight loss or health and wellness is that the moment something happens where you're faced with dealing with the internal junk, mm-hmm. you run and hide. And so- how, for, for, for the benefit of the, those who are listening, how do you kind of get over that hump energetically when you want to give
1: up more than anything else? Oh, this is great. I think you have a great opportunity in those moments to check in with yourself and tap into the inner child inside of you and let him or her know that you're okay, right? So I have this little girl inside of me. She does not like making mistakes and she does not like being yelled at. And so I have had to talk to her and have conversations, you know, to the little girl inside me and let her know you're safe. Don't worry. I'm not going to let anybody hurt you. Right. So that's why when I'm in acting class and my acting teacher gives me direct feedback and I don't necessarily love, you know, I don't love her delivery and I don't love her tone. I've already convened with my inner child. And I told her we're in acting class. We're going to have so much fun. Don't worry about the teacher. She wants you to be great. We're just, we're going to be great together. And I talk to myself. I talk to myself, and I and I I I convene with myself and my inner child. That's what you got to do. Your nervous system, you know, you, you were it's probably dysregulated because you grew up in a house where maybe there was a lot of shouting, or maybe you weren't really given any discipline, and no one actually kind of disciplined you, or you're not used to any feedback, so you can't handle anything. That is at, like too familiar. Right. And so you got to just like co- emotional regulation. You got to learn how to soothe yourself, because if you're constantly in a state of anxiety, you're going to miss the message because you're so an overdrive. You're just hypersensitive. So we want we, you got to learn how to soothe that part of yourself so that you can listen to the actual message that is being delivered to you. Oh, my goodness. I, I'm about to
0: launch into some cognitive uh, uh, behavioral therapy ideas here, but I'm just going to stop myself right now and just say that, you know, for those who are listening, this is a repetitive practice of exposing yourself to the overwhelm and small doses over time. And the panic will decrease and anxiety will go down and the fear of judgment and criticism, it won't go away, but it will go down over time but you have to keep showing up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have to show up for yourself. Whenever business owners say to me, like they're feeling inconsistent and they're not wanting to show up on social media. And I'm like, that's fine. You can take breaks. But, you know, I, I think when you're starting out, you want to be consistently marketing and you feel burnt out, but it's like, you have to first consistently show up for yourself. Like the reason why I'm able to consistently show up in my podcast, in my business, like no matter what is because I show up for myself when the cameras aren't rolling, when the mic isn't on, I go for my walks every day. I make three meals a day for myself. I go to sleep on time. I don't have anyone telling me how to live. I I direct myself. And so because I direct my own life, I can direct my actions in my business too. They go hand in hand.
0: I love that idea. I love that idea of SV. Like you are the director of your life, but so often we're, we're, we're asking somebody else, okay, Hey, can you handle this? Hey, can you tell me this? You know, as, as coaches, as mentors, you know, we can't lead you anywhere. You don't want to go. So you tell us, what do you want
1: and how far are you willing to go? Absolutely. That's the hardest question for people to answer is what do you want? But that that's always a great place to start with every client.
0: Well, a lot of them, there's been so lost in the confusion of their own thoughts. They can't even figure out what they want. They think what they want is what they see.
1: Right. What if they
0: see? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, which is why you have to know yourself. Cause when you know yourself, right. You, you, you can get, when you know yourself, you get clearer on your wants. You don't know what you want because you don't know yourself period.
0: There is no timeline, there is no schedule. There, I don't care what anybody tells you, entrepreneurship is a individual marathon. It doesn't matter what you see people doing. And if you need to take five years on your personal development before you grind harder on your business, so be it. Well, that investment would work the time. I, I,
1: actually, I actually disagree with that. I, I think personal development is not just like for a period of time, it's every day. Every mm. day needs to be intentional. It's not like, first I'll work on myself, then I'll work on my business. No, the two go hand in hand, period. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, I love, I love this conversation. I love this conversation because for some, they've been so confused as to their motivations before they start the business. The, the business may even change along the way. But the, as you said, aptly, the personal development is a everyday, regardless what happens,
1: the business will show you where you need to grow. Hmm. You
0: know, the the business has been told to me by other coaches, the best form of personal development you'll ever get in your life. Yeah. Because, because
1: it, go mm-hmm. ahead. I was going to say, because you're confronted with rejection, you're having to market yourself, put yourself out there, charge money for your services. So it brings up worth and value issues, all of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And for some people, just the,
0: of charging their worth can send them into utter tailspin.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: If there was any big takeaway from our conversation that you really want to drive home to those who are listening, what would it be and why?
1: I think that people need to start being honest with where they can get better and be more in alignment with themselves and seek the support to get it. If you don't really feel like maybe you're not doing, like or not being the person that you want to be, and not showing up in the way you want to show up, instead of ignoring that, seek and ask for help, and humble yourself enough, and put your pride aside and your ego aside to say, "Hey, I need help with this. Help me out," and find and, and find someone to to actually guide you and lead you. Um, and it's okay. It's okay because you know not all of us had amazing upbringing by parents who knew what the hell that they were doing. So it's okay to have guides and mentors in every season of your life.
0: And they may not say the things that you want to hear, at least initially.
1: Absolutely. But I don't, I don't, life is too short to be lied to and not, not, you know, not have honest conversation and dialogue with. So, yeah.
0: Well, well I, that's a huge amen. Cause I think for too much many of us have tolerated lies for truth for far too long.
1: Yep. I want,
0: I want everyone to have, say it out loud and their hands electronically through their Kindles or wherever they want. I know that it's going to be a really big blessing, but is there anything else in the meanwhile that you want my audience to have access to?
1: Yeah, you can go ahead and you can go to my website at VasaviKumar.com. I always offer a free discovery call. You can go to the work with me section. You can also listen to my podcast, say it out loud with Vasavi and check me out on Instagram at my name is Vasavi.
0: Vasavi, it's been such a pleasure. And I I can't wait to talk with you another time because I definitely feel like, oh my goodness, we could probably talk all day about different issues. But thank you again so much for your time. And I'm looking forward toward our next conversation.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for having me on. All
0: right. Take care.